Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. And seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in my sight, O Lord, my strength, my redeemer. Amen. Our table is decked in white today as we celebrate the Feast of All Saints. We celebrate the mystery of the communion of saints, the church visible and the church eternal forever bound together to the praise of his glory. This beautiful picture that we see in John's vision of heaven and in Paul's vision of the church as we read today. Today we also celebrate the remembrance of the saints who have come before us, those who mentored us and led us in faith. You know, I grew up in a little Presbyterian church filled with saints that shaped my walk. One of my earliest memories of church was pulling into the parking lot, of course into the same spot where we always parked, and wondering out loud to my family if they would be serving snacks today. At the quizzical look of my parents and my sisters, I explained how the crackers and the grape juice that they passed around for snacks were my favorite part of church, and I hoped that they would serve snacks today. Obviously, my five- or six-year-old mind had not recognized the first Sunday of the month pattern for snacks, and I had not yet grasped the mystery of the Eucharist, but in some way, I was already being shaped and formed into the Eucharistic pattern that we talked about last week, the way in which we are gathered, blessed, broken, and given. And I also remember my surprise as I went through confirmation classes in this very same church and realized that the communion of saints we talked about each week in the Apostles' Creed was not simply referring to the snacks, the communion we celebrated and shared every first Sunday. My 12-year-old mind still couldn't fathom the mystery that as we worship and pray and serve, we are bound together with churches throughout the world and throughout time into the body of Christ. And I also remember when I first brushed up against this glorious mystery, one Monday, Thursday, in that same little church, when as Paul so beautifully describes it, the eyes of my heart were enlightened, and I truly heard for the first time those words, This is the body of Christ given for you. And still now, in this church, on this day in which we celebrate the mystery 
of the communion of saints. I hold with open hands the realization that while the communion of saints is far greater than the saints taking communion, it is still within the celebration of the Eucharist that the mystery of the communion of saints is most real to me. It is in the Eucharist that we join in common liturgy with faithful in churches around the world and with the faithful churches throughout the ages. It is through this temporal liturgy that we will say today that we enter into the eternal liturgy that binds us back to that room in Jerusalem some 2,000 years ago, as well as to that glorious multitude from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. It is in this Eucharistic pattern as we are gathered, blessed, broken, and given, that we are united as one body, as we are given to the world as ministers of the gospel of Christ, making disciples of all people, in all of our going about, teaching them in our words and our actions the glory of the love of Christ, and inviting them into the life of the Trinity through baptism. It is in walking in the power and authority of Christ that we experience the promise of Christ, to be with us even to the end of the age. We walk in the eternal presence and the eternal present of Christ as we participate in his eternal mission of love and redemption. We are united in one body as we are given to the church by the power of the Holy Spirit as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. The same spirit that brought life to the clay formed by the hands of God. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. The same spirit that breathed life into the church on Pentecost. That same spirit dwells in us today. That same spirit unites us and gives us to the church and to the world. We are united into one body as we are led by the Father, walking in the works that he has already prepared for us. This great mystery, that as we walk together as one participating in the fullness of life given to us by the Father, through the Son and the power of the Spirit, we are joining with all the saints who have walked before us, all the saints who walk with us, all the saints who will walk after us. In some mysterious way, we're joining today that five-year-old boy hoping for snacks during church. We're joining with that curious 13-year-old trying to grasp a church that was bigger than those gathered in a sanctuary in Plano, Texas. We're gathering in the mystical wonder of that young man who once again hears for the first time, this is my body given for you. Even in the midst of of our temporal divisions and our physical separations. We are gathering as one in answer to the prayer of Jesus, that having been sanctified by the truth, we might be one even as Jesus and the Father are one, that as we dwell in the life and love of the Holy Trinity, the world may believe that the Father sent the Son and loves us even as he loves the Son, that we may be perfectly one in the most glorious name of the Father, the Son, 